Safety Podcast, where we talk about the hard truth about today's current events. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Signal 50 Podcast with your hosts, Alpha and Bravo. Bravo, good afternoon. How are you, sir? Good afternoon to you, sir. Welcome right. to another great show. It's right after Mother's Day. So to all of our moms yeah. out there, thank you so much. You bet. You bet. Happy Mother's. Happy Hallmark Holiday to everybody listening. Uh, and I've, we, I've said this before. You know what? It doesn't take a day to recognize the fact that what is done for us every day, I'm very appreciative of. But sure, some people get bent out of shape. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that <laughs> is what it is. So anyhow, uh, welcome to the welcome to the bra. What? What? What the? Uh, my mistake. That was production error. My mistake. Sorry, I hit the wrong button. All right. Anyhow, welcome back to the program again. And yeah. we'll leave start. that in. That's that's a again. We're not professional producers. No, no. no and no, I'm no. trying to find stuff here in the blind, literally. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry. Someday we'll talk about that. Anyhow. Yeah. Yo, hey, listen, uh, thanks a lot for listening to us. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us and trusting us with an hour of your day. Uh, you're, you're, these are the conversations that Bravo and I have had all of our lives. And and we pick topics, we get on the phone, we talk about them ad nauseum. And thanks for being a voyeur to those conversations. We did sign up for a Twitter account. The link to the Twitter account will be in the show notes, as long, along with our links to our getter pages uh, and Rumble. So make sure to like, share, and subscribe wherever you do find us. Please help us spread the word around. The, the like, shares, and subscri- subscriptions really help the uh, help the algorithm get us out there a little bit more. We have well over 2,500 downloads so far. So we we really thank you very much for uh, helping the show grow. Uh, we're, we're growing by leaps and bounds. Really appreciate it. So thanks a lot. So, you know, there's a lot going on. Bravo, I, I know that uh, everybody seems to be very, very consumed by the latest headline. But in, in our quick hit segment, we like to take uh, stories that have, you know, that are kind of taken the back seat a little bit, but are still really important. We touch on some things. So let's let's go ahead. Yes. Uh, and has yeah. everything to do with uh, short term memory loss. That's <laughs> yeah. Correct. That's yeah. my theory. Or, or, or some other people say the memory hole. So the memory hole, yes. the memory hole, every, a lot of stories have been memory hold. So let's, let's go through it. You know, look, we, we talked a little bit about the, the leaking of the draft decision for Roe, uh, the repeal of the Roe v. Wade, uh, decision. And just as we said, the violence is, is getting ratcheted it's here. up. It's here. It's here, actually. I mean, you have demonstrators showing up at, uh, the justices' homes in their front of the door and intimidating them, trying to get them to, I guess, is trying to change their mind. I mean, that's that you think that's going to work? I don't think so, but it's totally illegal, especially in Virginia. You're not allowed to, uh, it's actually against U.S. code, too. So you wonder where the, uh, the Justice Department is and you wonder where local law enforcement is, why they're allowing this to happen in front of these homes of these justices. And they have families. Right. So. Oh, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> well, look what happened in the 2016 election. You had some wacko tried to wipe out uh, the Republican members of Congress at a baseball game, you know, yeah. practicing for a baseball game. What's to say that can't happen to a Supreme Court justice's family or a Supreme Court justice? That right. would be that would be the worst case scenario, no matter what side of the aisle anybody's on. It, it's right. just unheard of. It's crazy. And that's not how this country is supposed to work. Right. Uh, and we're also noticing that the I, I I'm going to call it, too. I think uh, the, the, these intimidation tactics are not going to work. It's backfiring. 
terribly. Oh, I, 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 I think that it will. I think over time it's going to, as usual, backfire just terribly. Um, but what do we expect? You know, we had that. These are the same people that, uh, you know, the pink hat wearers are the same people that supported uh, burning down this country uh, just a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So and I, I, it, I don't know. In this regard, also, I wanted to uh, give recognition to a, a comment we got uh, from a from a listener. And they wanted to, you know, that they didn't, we were talking about how, and we were, we were speaking about the, the, this was leaked and, and what the ramifications of Roe versus Wade was. And we did also say that we're not attorneys, but there's also the big picture here that, and, and, and this is where the two sides come in alpha one. We know that it go anything that's not mentioned in the constitution as a right goes back to the States. And, Roe versus Wade, in, in my reading and my understanding of the decision back in 73, 71, 70, 73, was uh, it, it was talking about a right that was not mentioned in the Constitution. Now, if this stands and this, this decision stays where it is, it's going to go back to the states. Some yes. states will outlaw, will outlaw it. Some states will put some restrictions on it. And some states will allow it to write up until... The moment of birth or after birth right that's the state's rights to do yeah that's crossing some weird line um, right but the states are the states have the right to do that it's not and it's not that it's illegal it's just going to be where is it available and uh, and as i mentioned in the last show and and this person mentioned to us that it's a state's rights decision not a woman's rights decision because we all have the rights to you know, it, it has nothing to do with rights to privacy or the right to do with what you want to the body, because in one argument, the unborn child is a life also. So without getting into too much of it, this person did come up and, and, and gave us a comment saying, thank you for yep. putting that light out there. So I just wanted to mention. That. Well, I, I look at it as a uh, as a state's rights issue, and mm-hmm. it should have never been a constitutional amendment. Uh, you know, it's just going to cause, you know, it's, it's pushed the pendulum, right? I mean, you've got people that are generally speaking, well, uh, most Democrats are not the, the shrieking Democrats, but it's turning people into, you know, it's really further just pushing uh, a divide and really Mm -hmm. radicalizing people. And it's just some kind of a mania that's going on. And I don't, I don't quite understand it. They're not, they're not using critical thinking skills and they're not reading and they're not understanding what they're reading. They're reacting emotionally and not logically. There's, there's, there's the point right there, my friend, what you're, what you're talking about is how does, how does the left quote advertise or how does the left justify their arguments, which they really don't have a lot of the, what they go to is emotion. And you and I are very logical and we think things out and we think, you know, and we're from that generation and the generation Xers where we were taught to question everything and be skeptical. Right, right, right. So I think that's, I think that was a great, great point. Well, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just a lot of uh, high emotion and letting emotion overrule uh, reasonable behavior, which is, it's, it's a dangerous, it's a dangerous thing. Um, right. And everybody... we have to stop. We, we have to stop this. I mean, we, we oh. have to, we have to be able to sit down and talk about things, come to some resolution and move on. We well, can't... right, right, right. You can't keep 
you can't keep uh, plowing the same field. Right. Well, I get it, and and revisiting is kind of plowing the same field again. And I get where people could be upset, but and and I understand all that. It regardless, the reaction that we're seeing is insane. Mm-hmm. It, it's yes. it's not rational or reasonable behavior. Um, it is not. It's not reasonable. No, you know, to, to and, and talk about not being reasonable. Nina from the oh. Disinformation Commission, or what? What's their official title? Morons. How's that? Can we give that to them? I mean, it's- uh, their the official title is going to be challenged at uh, at the court level and and stricken down. It's going to be their official title at some point. Uh, this is going to be just a just a a bookmark in the in the in the history of the Biden administration that was just absolutely an absurd overreach of governmental power. So here's here's the here's the rub though, and, and the takeaway: the government puts puts up this disinformation narrative and 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 this commission. But let's think about it. If you go back and look at it from sixty thousand feet, what do you think? The government was doing you think they just came on to this idea no when when elon musk took over twitter oh they, they lost, lost the bullhorn the bullhorn lost it. yeah and this is their reaction and again remember if they're thinking on emotion and they're and they're just acting on just pure emotion right and and they're not acting like spock right from star trek they're not acting logical they're acting emotional and they become erratic, they're going to come up with stupid ideas like this. That's just my thought. Well, I think this is desperation. Yeah, they 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 trying to control the narrative, and they and they just can't do it. And people are just saying, "What the hell are you talking about?" Well, I I think it's I think it's just it's turned into, you know, it's turned into pure desperation. Mm, um, that's a good point. Yeah, uh, nothing that the Democrats have done is uh, is worked out well for anybody except you know, the wacko far left, mm-hmm. uh, the ideologues that are, that are phonies, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're just, they're just power hungry people that, that want to just control everything. And that's the only people that have benefited. Uh, what has this administration done to, uh, help anybody? Nothing, nothing. absolutely nothing. They're, they're hurting people. So, you know, look, that leads us on to our third point in our quick hit segment you know, with all of the discussion of Roe and the big spotlight that's put on Mrs. Nina there, um, what aren't we paying attention to? What are we being distracted from? I squirrel? That, squirrel, no. yes. I, <laughs> moose and squirrel. Yeah. I, I, think that, uh, I think that there's a lot going on that people are, you know, have memory hold. Right. Okay. I forgot so, about all right. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, memory let, loss. Let's, let's, let's go down a little bit of a list that I made before the show. All right. As of this morning, as of this morning, May 10th, 2022, gas prices per gallon are at an all-time high. I want to throw up. I know. It's disgusting. It's just, and and where's all that's where your money's going, everyone. That's, and that's right. It's a tax on everybody. It's yeah. a tax on everybody. And it doesn't Every, make any sense, Alva, does it? I mean, no. does it really, does it make any sense to raise gas li- prices like this when you have the solution before we've talked about it? You know, Sarah Palin's running for uh, Congress from Alaska. Uh, maybe she'll get her drill, baby drill uh, point across when she's in Congress. Let's just say. 
Well, put I her in it... charge of the Energy Commission. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's see. She she should she'll be fun to watch. Or the um, the committee. I'm sorry, Energy Committee. So. Yeah, she'll be she'll be very fun to watch. But you know, hey, yeah. gas prices are as of this morning are at an all time high. Yeah. We went from uh, a year and a half ago from a net exporter of energy with gas in the one thirty to two two dollars and twenty five cents a gallon range mm. to gas now now we're importing energy from our enemies um and paying off paying them off handsomely and they control our energy flow because we've stopped drilling stopped leasing stopped pipelines you know we we've we've kowtowed to some radical leftist agenda of the dream of the broccoli powered society Mm. and uh and you've got uh gas now anywhere between 390 and and for premium i've seen six dollars and 50 cents a gallon yeah it's 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 an average and and it's our it's actually starting to change people's habits you know you got the summertime coming up memorial day is at the end of the month you know right around the corner literally and uh we're gonna have people not going anywhere they're not gonna and is this on purpose i and i'm gonna have to say yes this is on purpose they want to keep people from traveling they don't want anyone going anywhere they want a lot you know it's it's about control and it's about manipulation and oh, yeah. people are wise to it. And quite well, frankly, are wise I, to it. yeah, we were wise to it a while ago, but well, right. it's, it's nuts. But like, you know, talking about other things that we kind of forgot about and stuck in the back of our minds and we're going to help you bring it back to the front of your mind is stock markets crashing. I had my uh, family member come up to me and said, Hey, uh, my, my stocks are going down. I said, I'm glad you noticed because, <laughs> you well, know, the I, economy I speci- sucks. I specifically, I specifically remember a program that we did. I mm-hmm. think it was about episode 40 or something like that, where we discussed <clears throat> maybe some strategies to deal with an upcoming stock market crash. And if you've mm. got a 401k, might be time to move that into an interest-bearing money market account to shelter it from a huge loss that's going to happen. Right. So everybody was lulled here in the past couple of months with a high-riding stock market and everything, oh, because because the administration said everything is so great. Yeah. And now look where we're at. I will tell you that had I not moved my 401k, my portfolio into a money market, which I... I wrote a check, my butt cashed, I got out of the market. Okay. When I said I did it, I did it. Yeah. Had I not done that, I would have lost 45% of the value of my portfolio as of yesterday. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's still sitting there and I'm and I'm really happy about it. Yes. And uh you should think about gold now. It's all time low, and you'll actually it'll go back up. Oh, uh, I could convert that to precious metals. Yeah, I could yeah. certainly do that. So the stock market's crashing. Okay, so Boom. inflation <laughs> inflation is probably greater than eight and a half percent at this point. Now, do you think they're going to be honest about telling us oh, what no. inflation really is? No, we're no, no. we've got to be in double digits right now. Twelve percent, thirteen percent, somewhere around there. I mean, it's it doesn't shelves are empty. Oh, baby formula is missing these days. You can't find any baby formula for people for kids. Oh yeah, or for for uh, babies, you know that yep. it's crazy. I mean, we've never had this issue before, and there and Dan Bongino on his show was talking about using human sewage for farms. Oh, um, such a such a bad idea. You're you're um anyone watch The Martian? Uh, you know that movie with uh Damon, Matt Damon, Matt Damon, 
and uh it it, it the the uh the geome that's in the in the human gut is not conducive to growing crops now in, alpha you have more you have more experience uh regarding crop uh, farming yes. you can't use human waste to fertilize your fields you well, have to you, use you, cow waste you you can you ah. can but ah. it, here's the problem it carries uh -huh. certain kinds of bacteria viruses and a number of other different problems that humans do carry uh medication pollution uh ah. there's toxicity it's much different than uh, an herbivore or a ruminant mm -hmm. uh, their uh their waste but there's not enough ruminant waste to service the crops that need to be grown so some of the largest producers of fertilizer in the world you know potash and uh, potassium mm -hmm. uh they're they're over in uh you know in eastern europe ukraine mm -hmm. specifically so we have a major major problem you know crop productions are going to go uh crop production is going to be way down this year you don't uh, think they started a war in ukraine and cut down on the fertilizer supply that then cut down on the food supply so that everyone starves and gets really upset you don't think that's the case do you well i don't think that's specifically the case but i don't think that the discussion's off the table Ugh. well if you think if you think that the price of food is high now, you wait till you mm. see the next round of uh, uh, agriculture futures come out. Mm. You know, scarcity raises prices, right? Wow. Yeah. So this is this is further going to drive inflation. News. This is yeah, bad news. This bad. is bad news. Okay, so we've got uh, inflation, the stock market, gas prices. Oh, border still a problem. Ah, yes, that problem hasn't gone away, but no one's looking, and Title Forty Two is about to be lifted. So, and you've got idiots in the administration say, "Well, you know, lifting Title Forty Two will eventually curb immigration." What are you what? talking about? Oh, they're idiots. Total idiots. Well, they're they're just this is nobody is that stupid. I think it's just intentional at this. point. It is intentional. I mean, you're having people cross over, and they think they're going to get them to vote. Meanwhile, states are starting to enact voter ID, which is you, you wonder why the left is so against voter ID. Well, it makes sense now. They want all these uh, people that are coming into the country to vote, and they're not supposed to vote. The Constitution says you have to be a citizen to vote. Hmm, go figure. Right. You know? Well, oh, okay. Here's here's a little ditty from the from recent news that nobody's paying attention to. You had some kid who's affiliated with the Nation of Islam. Ah. Uh-huh. He uh -huh. he filmed through um through a rifle scope, a a red dot sight, him firing uh I think it was 120 rounds of high velocity ammunition in uh near Tenley Town in in Washington DC near uh American University. He fired at a uh, glass covered uh, glass enclosed bridge uh, at a high school down there. Uh, mm. And uh, four people were shot and injured, but nobody was killed. Thankfully, thankfully, mm. except for, I think the kid, I think the kid did himself in, uh, but no one's talking about that. Doesn't fit the narrative. I guess it sounds like terrorism to me, doesn't it? Oh, it absolutely. is terrorism. You gotta be kidding me. And no one's talking about it. No one's yeah. talking about it. Unbelievable. It's just crazy. Uh, the kid posted the video to the internet. That's how they finally caught him, uh, caught up to who he was. Um, they found him. Um, there was chaos. I, I live not far from there. And I got to tell you something, people were freaked out and, uh, it just brought back a lot of chilling memories of about 2003, 2004, when mm -hmm. jo Lee Boyd Malvo and, and the other guy there were shooting people from the back of a car. 
mm-hmm. the sniper, the DC sniper. Anybody remember that? I oh, do. yeah. Weren't they Muslim too? Uh, yeah. Yeah, there was some connection there. So, again, narrative. You know, the, I mean, yeah, it's just it's just not it's just not good. Anyhow, moving on. So uh, another thing that no one's really paying attention to and everybody really needs to be paying attention to it. You know, the 2016 election's not over. Nope. Not by a long shot. Durham keeps winning challenges to his, his indictments. Thank you. Well, of course, uh, Hillary wants it to go away and Fusion <laughs> GPS wants it to go away and Rodney Joffe wants it to go away and uh, Adam Schiffless wants it to go away. Everybody wants it to go away. It's not going away, people. My understanding is that a lot of high ranking officials within the FBI, even James Comey, could face indictment here very quickly. Hurry up. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Chop, 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 chop. Move it. Chop, let's chop. move it. <laughs> And there's no statute of limitations on a lot of this stuff because it was yeah. fraud against the uh, United States government. And that never, uh, you never, uh, you never escape that. Right. So, so the privilege, the, the argument was that they wanted that. So again, depending on who you, ch- who you listen to, you listen to the mainstream media and they said, ah, Durham didn't really win. Uh, yeah, he did because all the challenges that they were trying to say was that under the protection of uh lawyer, um, uh, relate, you know, when you have a relationship with a lawyer, you have the ability to keep things from getting out. It's a privacy thing. Attorney-client privilege. That's correct. Attorney-client privilege. So what, what ended up happening is that Clinton and her shenanigans thought that by talking to a lawyer, it would be considered uh, attorney-client privilege. Uh, eh, wrong. That's not what happened. <laughs> well, that's not what happened because... By Sussman's own admission, he was not acting in the capacity of an attorney. That's right. He was actually acting as the capacity of a pass-through. <laughs> you that's know, right. And, 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 and GPS tried to claim privilege as well, and they were not in any way engaged in legal advice to uh, Hillary for president or uh, Hillary Rodden Clinton or the DNC. Right. Someone's yeah. in trouble, my friend. Oh, I think, they're, I think that they're in major trouble. And we've been waiting and watching uh, relatively impatiently about this whole yes. thing. We still don't have a whole lot of hope that people are going to see the inside of a jail cell. Right. I I think we're, we're many steps closer today than we were when we first started talking about it. Right. Indictment. We like to see bracelets and uh, chains clanging very quickly. Can't happen fast enough because you can't, you can't allow this to happen. Um, too bad we don't really have a justice department right now. We just have uh, some kind of uh, political arm of the uh, of the government. It's yeah, just it's, it's scary. Insane. There's it's no. Just, I mean, well, and and I'm we're we're the same question um, goes on to the next topic of our discussion for right sure. now is where the hell is the justice department when you talk about two thousand mules? Now, I, whether you're on whether you're Democrat leading, Republican leading conservative liberal left well leftists you know don't don't come near me because you're violent but anyway you have to go out and watch 2000 mules it is the talk of the town the movie is doing gangbusters yes it is as much as they've been trying to subdue it um i have seen it i'm not going to give you um i want to give you the overview uh you have to go see it for yourselves you will come out of there awe-stricken by this how this actually happened and basically, the way I want to describe this for everyone, it is an organized crime racket. You have 
uh, and it, it follows the same uh, mantra as the and it's any trafficking operation. So the the cartels, drugs, human trafficking. It's a this is ballot trafficking. This is what it's all about. And you have well, people that harvested ballots. You have people that stashed them and got them ready to be submitted to where the mules. I like to call them jackasses, but I guess they're calling them mules. Well, That's wait a minute. Thing. Wait a minute. In certain places, ballot harvesting is not necessarily illegal. No, so, you you can have you can have people take your you know right, family right, right. member. Right. It depends on the law. Again, this is right. where the the but the you law, can't you can't do it for a stranger for pay. No, anywhere. and that. And this is where that trafficking model comes into play. That's the mules, right. or jackasses, I like to call them, uh, these mules went to the to the to the supply houses or the stash houses and brought them to the ballot boxes at all hours of the night. They have video on this. This is all tracked. This is you got to see the movie, and and don't believe me, watch the movie. Okay, but the but they went to the the drop boxes, took pictures of themselves, and they got cash money for doing this. That's illegal. Exactly. Now, they got cash money, right? Right, Alpha? So they got money. Money. So everyone got paid. You know, who yes. was involved in this? The ones that collected the ballots, the ones that took care of the ballots, the ones that brought them to the drop boxes, the mules or jackasses got paid. So where the money come from? Soros comes to mind, right? So, of course, yep. he's, he's, in, he's in this. DNC, yep. RNC, rhinos, they're involved with this. They don't yeah, want to talk they about did it. Not, they did not want Trump to be president. No. And McCarthy, he's not on my popularity list right now. He's on my crap list. Oh. Let me tell you, he, he came out and is not doing anything about it. So for, as far as I'm concerned, get him out of Congress, everyone. In California, get your rear ends out of your rectal orifices or get your heads out of your rear ends and, and do something about him. Get him out. He needs to be voted out. Now, there's another big group of money uh that called arabella advisors mm -hmm. this is big president trump mentioned it in his speech they are the biggest suppliers we're talking about 1.2 billion dollars of money that went towards this so there's plenty of money to go around watch the movie get involved get educated okay so let's 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 draw a a bit of a conclusion here right mm-hmm so this entire operation to 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 sway an election and that I think that Dinesh and uh, True the Vote, I think they've done a pretty good job of backing up their claims. Right. Um, I, I'm convinced 100 percent. And right. I know I'm I'm jaded, but this is this is there's irrefutable evidence. Irrefutable. Right. Well, we, we have strong I, I, and I take more of a. a, a skeptical view of just about everything than you do uh, in, in certain cases. Mm -hmm. and I think that's, that's good between us. Right. Right. We have a body of evidence that looks to be pretty solid. Right. Okay. And you've got a bunch of actors that were out there doing, doing bad stuff that shouldn't have been doing it. That's, that's pretty obvious. I, I mm -hmm. wouldn't think that that's obvious. Now, how much did all of these players that participated in this conspiracy and let's call it a conspiracy. Mm, how much did they, how much money did they put into this effort? Billions. Okay. All right. Now, now follow me, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just say they put $5 billion into buying an election is, which is what they did. Mm -hmm. 
now this is gonna this is gonna cook everybody's toast. If they put five billion dollars into it, do you think they did that out of the kindness of their hearts, or do you think oh, there's no. something on the backside for them that comes at the government? Just remember, the government only makes money off of the people in one way or the other through taxation fees etc etc what do you think the comeback on the other side of that was what do you think that five billion dollar investment's going to get these people well what do you think but, that these people promised them well let's look at actions remember actions speak louder than words right that's right that's right so you got pelosi that's got a sub-zero freezer full of ice cream sure and and a, and a portfolio worth millions multi-millions 190 million to be exact thank you you got mccarthy who's not really coming to the plate here who, who wants to be speaker but i'm getting the impression and and the um thought that he wants to keep things status quo because he's getting his pockets lined and let's i mean as long as we're on the republicans let's go to the senate side mcconnell his wife is involved with china and and a shipping company you know that can't uh container company mm -hmm. and for some reason a lot of those container ships are sitting outside the harbor to what um let me think disrupt the supply chain to preserve their places in 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 their in this power uh structure yeah. and their money yep. so it doesn't take much in terms of opening one's eyes looking around connecting dots and data points i'm telling you and and not even to mention biden and his son hunter and the computer from hell the laptop from hell and and the money that he's gotten and look at the actions that the russians you know to to biden and and why are we in ukraine again oh because that's where the piggy bank is for all these people it it all connects it all it's a big web of um it's all payoffs and it's all payoffs and 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 corruption and contracts and pay to play schemes and it's 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 gotten off the tracks trump so badly damaged these people mm -hmm. he's so he he just he he ruined these people he made them kick their corruption into high gear uh mm. everybody says well trump is corrupt no no actually he wasn't at all no he was Not calling it out he was calling it out and everything that they said that he did is what they're guilty of. And, I, and I've got news for you. This is a big story. This needs to be investigated. The justice department is a joke. And yes. it needs, I think a special counsel needs to be appointed immediately. You're not going to get it from this administration, not from this administration, because and if why, we're not well, careful, because they did it. They and did if it. we're not careful and we don't clear out these rhinos, they're going to do it again. They're going to do it again. So, Right now, we're seeing the beginning of the snowball at the top of a mountain before the avalanche comes. We are, we are getting people who are MAGA, and for Biden to get up there and start calling us ultra-MAGA and that we're, we're a threat to you know, society, and that, we're rattling their cages, everyone. We, well, we're getting I, to them. I, I love how, how, how liberals and leftists all say that anybody that has patri is patriotic, likes the Constitution, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, wants to uphold the sacred vote, uh, you know, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and all the things that we hold true as, as our core values in this country. I love how we're labeled as a threat to democracy. Mm. 
Well, first of all, we're not a democracy. Thankfully, we're not a democracy. That's right. There are democratic principles that we guide ourselves by, especially voting, et cetera. It's a representational republic. Magic but, word is constitutional republic. Constitutional republic, a representational constitutional republic. Yes. We are the people that want to uphold the values that our founding fathers set forth for us. We're, 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 not, we're not a threat to democracy at all. Altering an election, that's a threat to democracy. Controlling free speech, that's a threat to democracy, right? Censorship is a threat to democracy. Right. Disarming the populace is a threat to democracy. Right. These people are just insane. And they, I love how they bandy about the term threat to democracy. That's right. These people are doing everything they can possibly do to tear down this country. They're tearing us apart. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know. Everybody, go out. I have not seen 2,000 Mules. I have. And when you come back and we, you've seen it, Alpha, I'm, you're going to be uh, a little bit more convinced than skeptical. I'm just saying. I, 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 I do believe that some shenanigans went on. I want to see the movie. I'll take your word for it on this one because, you know, I believe you. And I, I have faith in Dinesh D'Souza, but I want to see it. I want to think about it. Mm -hmm. I know there were some shenanigans that went on. Um, we can't let it happen again. It's just, it, it, this is just the craziest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Right. But remember, actions speak louder than words. And what we're seeing right now makes a whole lot of sense to me. And we've been talking about this for about a year or so on this program, but you and I, Alpha, have been talking about this since we were kids. And oh yeah, it just keeps coming around, coming around, coming around, and we say we told you so. But anyway, right. So we're gonna move on to a, another section. You know, I, I I'm gonna wait and see. I'm looking at the rea I'm more interested in the reaction of people to this movie being released than the movie itself. I want to see how these people are acting. And what I'm seeing is panic. Yeah. It's kind of fun to watch, but it's, 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 it's enough not, already. It's, it's not fun to watch. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to beg to differ with you on that one. I, don't, right. think, I don't think any of this is fun. I mean, I get what you're saying. I mean, yeah. they deserve it. Right. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking. Okay. Fun is not the greatest word. I'm trying to be, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's sad. In the end, we're all losing. In the end, yes. But but we need to get this out there, and it needs to be discovered. And I think the 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 art of discovering, or you know, an education when you learn something, it really kind of you know, like that that light bulb goes off on the top of your head, and you learn something. And I think we all want to learn something every day. You know, we have to learn something new every day. If we don't, right. if we stop learning, we really should just hang it up, which kind of adds into the the next topic. Well, it's, it's, where did it's, I learn that from? Right. It's Schundenfreude, right? It's shameful joy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, it's shameful joy because this is, this is not a, this isn't good. No. This is as bad as it can get. That's right. But the, the hope is, and the, the hope and the, the thought, that we can make this better. That's what I'm kind of excited about. The hope that we're going to fix this as much as the, the odds are against us. I get it. We have to fix it because this country is worth fixing. We don't deserve this country. If we let this, st if, if we let what happened stand, we don't deserve it. It can't right. stand. 
It, it just can't. It's yep. insane. So anyhow, we're moving along here. So go ahead, Bravo. We'll let you. We'll let you lead this one off here. So we were mentioning, and uh, we have uh, we've uh, started this about a year and a half ago, give or take. September. It's almost two years. Uh, we came up with this this uh, plan to talk about what we see is going on in the conversations you and I have, Alfred. We have we have a um, uh, someone that's uh, following us and and puts out a question, and uh, we want to shout out to uh, Jane P. Uh, and uh, we wanted to talk about a question that she had for us. <clears throat> she we mentioned uh, that we got our start, Alfred and I both had our start as volunteer firefighters. Um, and for those listening around the world, um, there are different types of firefighters. You have professional paid uh, career, they call them career firefighters and volunteer. They're all doing the same job, right, Alpha? We all do the same job in this. We answer the call. Yes. Um, when, and, and answering that call and serving the community or serving your country could mean police, could mean uh, military. And you notice how we close every show by acknowledging that. And what are we doing also, Alpha? We're acknowledging our beginnings when we were young. And everyone knows we're Gen Xers, so you can kind of guess our age. But I will, I will stand up and say that the experience that I had and, and you know, shared with you in different ways, we're in different departments, different parts of the state yep. when we were young. Yep. Uh, took a little bit different paths and, and i think it's important that we kind of bring up jane's question about what what did we do when we were hanging around the firehouse or <laughs> waiting for the call to come out uh, yes and it kind of and, it, and when we got this question it was it was a great question because it spurred it, it kind of brought us down memory lane let me let me give you a quick uh synopsis here when i was when i was starting out and i decided that i wanted to help serve the community i was in high school senior I just got my driver's license. Oh, I just got my driver's license the year before. But anyway, I said, I want to serve the community. I told my parents, I said, I want to join the fire department, the local fire department, because I had, I had some interest in medicine too. You know, I wanted to be, uh, you know, like the, the, the emergencies, you know, and uh, of course, this will bring back memories to you. Station 51 KMG 365. See that, that right there was a show I watched when I was a kid. It kind of got me yep. into this idea of paramedics and firefighters and the calls they went on and the adrenaline that was generated. Guess what, everyone? This is, this is where it starts. And yes, I, I joined the fire department and my path was, uh, that was a way to start not only serving my community, but getting skills and learning along the way so joined the fire department it led to me becoming an, an emergency medical technician learning cpr um and all the things that go along with it but all those experiences led to where i am today as a professional medical provider working in the emergency department and it, it that's where i got my start so i acknowledge where i got my start right and i learned the firefighting part of it but if you would ask me, Alpha, if it became between a CPR call or a fire call, <laughs> I said, give me the CPR call every day and including Sunday. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fires, right. And that's where that's, we differ a little bit. That's where you you and I differ. I, I ran the medical calls uh, because I had to. <laughs> um, and 
you know, you sit there and you reflect on 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 the questions that Jane asked, and mm-hmm. and I think it's I think it's great to get some feedback from a listener like that and to get some deeply engaging questions, and it spurred a discussion between you and I about you know mm-hmm. some of the things that we'd seen and done and the pathway, and it, it it's it's at this point in our careers, it's ancient history. You know, it it it's a long time ago, and you're only as good as what you do next week. Well, I'm done doing for next week. Whereas you mm-hmm. may or may not be. Yeah, I um, I'm still I, I I'm still on the fire service. I, I bring my experience in the medical world to to the fire service, uh, but I also and I'm not running in the burning buildings anymore. Um, I'm nope. the operator. I operate the pumps and I operate the I drive. Right, and that's an important job too because you got to get everyone there in one piece, and then once you get there and the fire is going. Someone's got to run that pump. That's what they call engineers. You know, that they, they run that's these right. things. They get the water and the hot stuff. That's right. So that's what I do now. Your most experienced firefighters are going to be your engineers. Got to know friction loss. You have to know how to get the water. What happens if you, you got a problem yeah. solved? What happens if the water yeah. shuts off? What do you do then? <laughs> you know, well, like, after you panic, then you have to go into problem solving mode. I've been there. Well, here's a, here's a quick one, just real quick. Uh, we had water loss, and the water was dripping out of the pump onto the ground, and I was like, "Well," and f- trace it all the way down to a connection that was loose. We fixed it and kept going. Okay. Those are the kind of things you're going to be able to do split second. Oh, yeah. you were on the other end of that hose, Alpha. You were on the, oh. the put the hot stuff, put the wet stuff on the hot stuff. I Let's was share those stories. I, I, I really was. Um, my career, you know, I started off and, uh, as a junior firefighter, and then I went through um, uh, two departments, and then I, I found a really good home uh, in a department in upstate New York, and I really enjoyed it. Um, my specialty was more of the structural firefighting, industrial firefighting, and, and the technical rescue aspect um, of firefighting. Uh, that is problem solving in, in a rapid manner, uh, free form problem solving. Everybody needs to understand, right? <clears throat> the big, the big rescue truck that you see running down the road, it's the nothing toolbox. more. It's yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is nothing toolbox. more than a toolbox on wheels, right? right. You've yeah. got everything. You've got things to do car accidents with. You've got things to, to do housework with. You've got industrial tools in there to do industrial fire and rescue and, and forced entry. And you've got the jaws of life and all of those things that you get to learn how to play with and use and, and learn how to use and apply in the field. When you're doing technical rescue, like somebody trapped in a piece of machinery, industrial machinery, mm. you have to learn how to, you know, be somewhat of an, uh, not an engineer, but you have to understand engineering. Mm-hmm. You have to understand loads and you have to understand how to move things and you have to understand how to cut materials. You have to understand how to extricate somebody. You have to throw the element of the emergency medical in there. You have to throw, you know, the coordination and the team together. And, and I did farm rescue. I did cliff rescue. I did high mm-hmm. angle rope rescue. I was an instructor for many, many years. I did confined space rescue. All of those technical rescue things, I found it to be stimulating, exciting, enjoy. I, I enjoyed the training. And when I did get to use those skills, boy, I'm glad we trained really, really hard because there's mm-hmm. no two situations that are ever the same. No, and, that, and the things- that was what was exciting about the job. 
Yeah. And the things you you bring away from that are, are camaraderie, teamwork, getting the job done, setting a goal and meeting that goal. Right. And whether it's, you know, you we talk about, extra- wait a minute, you don't get to quit. No, there's no quitting. And there's and, no quitting. There's no crying. There's no quitting. And there people's lives are depending on you. So that's kind of the quote, adrenaline rush that you get. And, and, and there's team members for everything. There's the people that carry the equipment. There's one that guide it. You, you're there. There's officers involved. I mean, I, I worked my way up from, um, probationary firefighter all the way up to the chief of the department. And along the way, it's, it's one lesson after another. And the, the whole idea of learning every day and learning something new every day and that my way wasn't always the best way. Someone else had a better idea and you learn how to work as a team. All those things were lessons that I learned from then and still today. So oh, abso- absolutely. Absolutely. You, you've got to learn, you've got to learn how to deal with people. Okay. I, I look at it firefighting this way. When, when you become a firefighter and you learn really fast that you're going to have to deal with people that would normally be good people at their worst moments. Mm. Because not everybody, you know, acts like an angel when something goes wrong, right? Well, yeah. And then that goes along with uh, experiencing those with everyone else. And, you know, we'd hang around the uh, the, the engine bays or wherever you park yep. stuff, you know, yep. park the engines and stuff. And you start talking about it. It's just a way to talk about it. To First of all, decompress to get it off, you know, yeah. out of your mind, although it never really leaves. Right. It's also um, a way to share sometimes things that you messed up on you know when you tell a war story you're saying oh, i kind of screwed up everyone pay attention so <laughs> that you learn not to do what i just did well you either you, know? you either become the hero or you're the safety briefing right <laughs> i was the subject of of you know unfortunately being the safety briefing more than once you know we, you know everybody makes mistakes and when you're when you're running that many calls and at that high intensity mistakes happen all the time they're not big mistakes. They're just things that you would do different next time. And that's what you learn. That's how you learn. That's right. That's right. And, and Jane asked the question, what did you do when you're sitting around? Well, basically we talked a lot of smack, (laughs) right? Yep. We talked both men and women, men and women are involved. Women are in it just as much. So I don't want to hear they're they're just as bad, if not worse. That's right. Um, And you know what? It was fun, but we also learned and that was the key. Yeah, that's right. We talked a lot of smack. We, we, uh, we, ate, we made food. We, we ate a lot of food. Uh, we lifted a lot of weights. Um, we did a lot of training. Uh, and then, you know, when we weren't working and we weren't doing that, I don't know about you, you probably not as much as me, but I was with a different bunch mm-hmm. and, uh, we used to go out and we used to play pretty hard and mm-hmm. we used to go out and overconsume and, and do stupid things. Uh, that's just the nature of the business. And unfortunately you can get a little self-destructive with it because you see a lot of really tough things that people don't like to talk about and you've got to blow off steam. And sometimes over-consuming alcohol is not the most constructive thing to do, but we did it. Um, and just pure honesty here, we did a lot of stupid stuff, right? right. Well, uh, not only the red or now green fire trucks, I, I still think of fire trucks as red. But uh, the the I was also on the ambulance side of things, so that's called emergency medical services. For everyone's not familiar, I went to the you know I went all the way up to I was an EMT, paramedic, supervisor, um, and the, there was a lot more ambulance calls than there are fire calls, and 
you learn from every call that you go on and, and every situation you're in, it all comes back to getting the, getting the patient to the hospital, to definitive care. Or when I was working the other side of it in the emergency department, you know, the friends I worked with brought them to me in the emergency department and I took it from there and helped the patients get better. Well, so right. Right. Th those are all, those are all things that it's a, it's just one step to another step, but it's also opportunities, things that I learned along the way, but opportunities that opened for me and, uh, and leadership roles also. That's right. So it, it's, it's, I, I strongly recommend any of the young people listening to us, uh, get involved because it, it's, you'll never regret it. It's, it's, it's life training. Uh, you, yep. you come away, you come away from the experience, um, no matter how long you stay with the fire service with, with life skills, whether it be, um, psychosocial skills, physical skills, uh, you know, that you can apply or practical skills that you can apply. You, you're going to, you're going to take something away from it. And, and the best part of serving your community is you're part of the community. You're somebody, you have to act in a manner according to your position within the community, right? Exactly. Yep. You have to be, you know, what do little kids want to be when they grow up? Cops. Firefighters. That's right. Firemen. Yep. Yep. We're you know, trying to get them to be paramedics, but that's not as popular no, as the fire no, truck. No, I, uh, no, 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 no. Come on, stop now. That's boring. <laughs> really want to do that? No. I, I don't oh, really I want to get vomited on for the rest of my life. Anyhow, know. you know, look, you know, they, we, you're serving your community. You're, you're the example by which people need to follow, carry yourself well, be a representative of your community and, and just be an upstanding member. And the best part about it is you just might be able to change somebody's life for the positive. Yep. yep. And but that brings also, me, that, yeah, also, yeah, that uh, brings me to the honest part of the discussion, right? Yeah. You also see some really bad things. Mm -hmm. And you are put in a lot of situations that are, generally speaking, no-win situations. Yep. We don't like to lose. That's built into a fire. That's baked in the cake for a firefighter. Yep. You don't want to. You can't lose. Right. But you but lose. You do. But you do. Yes. Yeah. And it hurts. You know, you hear firefighters sit around and they tell war stories. And they tell about the gory thing and this, that, and the other thing. You know what that is? That's pain leaving their body. That's right. Post-traumatic stress is a real thing. Yes, and it is. We wanted to make sure that we talk about this for Jane's sake also to describe that when you, when you see people that are hurting, you know, they need help. And that's, that's the important part of this. Get help. You know, don't keep it inside. You can't take it on your own. That goes for the military, anyone involved. In, in these situations where most people don't see this kind of stuff and I hope you never do, but it does happen. Yeah. It's really, um, that's the downside of being a firefighter. It really is. Stuff. It really is. You see bad you see things bad, happen to bad things happen to good people. Yeah. And that's you, not yeah. easy. No. And, and, and these, some of the, th the good stuff you carry around for the rest of your life and the good stuff goes by the wayside and it really, the long-term effect is, a lot of times the bad stuff really pushes the pendulum towards the dark side. Mm -hmm. So you really have to balance that and you have to be careful. So, you know, when you see a firefighter, you don't, you, and you talk to these guys 
And most people are really, you know, most of the firefighters you meet are pretty, pretty outgoing, happy fellows, you know, but just know on the inside that they're fighting a little bit of a war too. Right. So yep. it's, uh, it's a tough balancing act and it's out there and PTSD is a very, very real thing. I, I will be honest with you. You know, I, I, as Bravo can attest to, I've seen some, some gnarly stuff. And I've been out of it for a while now, but I got news for you. Sometimes when you close your eyes, it's still there. Mm -hmm. So you have to deal with it. And that's one of the things that going into it, people have to understand. You know, we, we're a big family of firefighters. Uh, we call each other brothers. It doesn't matter about your color. It doesn't matter about your gender. It doesn't care. I don't care about your sexuality. The only thing I care about is you wear the Maltese on your chest. That's right. That's it. That being said, everyone, uh, keep the questions coming. Keep the comments coming. That's right. You can get us on our Telegram. You can get us on Getter. I'm on True Social. Alpha's still waiting. That's okay. Uh, but <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> Well, I want to throw one thing out there. We're getting into that season now where the where your local volunteer fire departments are going to have your pancake breakfast. They're going to have oh, yeah. their, they're going to have the chicken barbecues and the fish fries and the steak dinners and all that stuff out in the rural areas. You know what? Go make a point to go down and meet these guys. Go, go get into the firehouse, you know, go spend $10 on dinner with these guys because the money that they raise either goes to help them or they selflessly give it to people in the community that do need it. Right. So please go out and support these guys that do this. And they, the boot drives are coming up, drop a couple bucks in the boot. Something that a lot of people don't understand is the volunteer fire department is a, can be a resource for people that are less fortunate because the firefighters see, okay. Yep. And they, we used to have a little fund that we used to put together when we saw something that somebody needed a little extra help. What we would do is we would go out of our way to make sure that we got them some help. So please be as generous as you you can with your with your fire departments, because it's a real they're real close to the people that really need it. So that's mm -hmm. just my PSA for that today. And with that being said, we tip our hats to the firefighters, EMTs, paramedics, frontline medical workers, and of course the military. Let's not forget those cops out there that, uh, Them too. You know, there, there are, there are friendly rivals, but they're, they're still our partners. So I can tell you they've saved my rear end more times than you can imagine. <sighs> oh boy. You have those no bad idea. situations you walk into, they're there. So, huh. And bad situations they walked into, we're there too. So right. we have each other's backs. So everybody, hey, thanks a lot for giving us an hour of your time. Really appreciate it. Everybody make it the best week you possibly can, and we'll come back to you with another program as soon as we can. Thanks a lot. Take care, everyone. Bye. Again, thanks for listening. This is the end of our Signal 50 transmission.